Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to Rolling Toe with trucking experts Kevin and Mike Beckett. This is the show where you ask the questions and we give you the diagnosis on how to get the most out of your truck. We'll talk about avoiding wear and tear, knowing your suspension and axles, and how to get more mileage from your tires. We're on the audio road. Let's get rolling. Well, good evening, finally. 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 Yep. This is Kevin. And this is Mikey. And we're finally back. We we were only two weeks. Yeah, one week I wasn't here. One week. No, one week you were here, but the the equipment failed on me. Oh, did it? Yeah, I oh, tried I to dial. I dialed in. and I was listening to all of the pre-show stuff, telling me we were going to be on. And then three minutes before airtime, the phone line disconnected, uh, and I couldn't get it hooked back up. Uh, and and there was no way to do the show. Listen and but there was nothing there. There was no skyping in. There was no nothing. I couldn't couldn't do it. And um, then last week we knew we weren't going to be on. We announced that we weren't going to be on. Right. But, but they sent out the notice that we were going to be on anyway. We could be on. And so we were not. But, but this week we're here. I am here. I made it back from Canada. A. You're back. And yeah. you, you didn't you didn't uh, change in any visible ways that we can see. A. So you've, you've made it. Yeah. A uh, little change in your, a little bit. Time. What you think? I, hey. <laughs> you hoser, take you, off. Hoser. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, I suppose we ought to get some of these questions. We do have a couple of them up there. We if do. you have a question or comment for us, push one on your phone dial. That way, we know you have a question. And uh, don't push it twice or you will be erased from the universe. As far as we know. We really haven't tried it. We don't know what happens. Well, we used to have another guy in the air with us. Fred. Fred. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, he had a whole other microphone station for him. He accidentally hit the button twice. He's gone. Disappeared. He's nowhere. Even his microphone. Yep. Gone. Be careful. Okay. So we're not going to get any calls from Florida today. Well, we might get calls from the Florida area code, but I guarantee you they won't be in Florida. They won't be in Florida. Right. All right. We are starting with a 901. Nine. Any guesses? Not Florida. Not Florida. Well, let's your guess, huh? Uh, <laughs> You're right. It's right, not right. Florida. <laughs> Is he in Florida? It's like we're betting green and black, except they're all green. And they're all green. One, black. one little black down there on right. that roulette wheel. This is a Tennessee. Um, okay, this is Tennessee, and yep. it's... Uh, um, are they he's in probably Tennessee? in Tennessee. Okay, all right. Let's find out. All right. Hello, Tennessee. How you doing? I'm in Texas today, actually. Good for you. Okay. Are you down around Houston? No, I avoided. I avoided that area altogether today. Good for you, buddy. Good idea. This week I'm going to Wisconsin, and next week I'm going to Wichita Falls in Texas. But that should be dry. Yeah, it's way up north. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, what can All we right. do for you? I got a little. Uh, I have Michelin XZA XZA3 Plus steer tires, uh-huh. and uh, the the tread next to the outside, the outside edge is beginning to wear universally right on the corner. I was just wondering if that's an overinflation or underinflation or what. Is it on both front tires or one front tire? Just uh, one right now. Is it just on the outside shoulder of the one? Uh, what do you mean? The out, it's on in the out, the very not uh the set, you know the outside tread, the one piece of tread that's in, it's wearing on the outside part of it. But is it only on one shoulder of the tire or both shoulders of the tire? Oh, it's only on one, the outside okay. edge. And is it the right front tire? No, it's actually the left front tire. Well, that's interesting. Okay. You, you answered right every time until you got to the last one. Yeah, now you're wrong. This yeah. is, you didn't know. <laughs> yeah. We can, you know uh, you're probably wrong about everything else. Everything too. else is wrong, too. Yeah, I okay. don't even know what color your truck is. That's yeah. right. It's not purple. <laughs> um, are, are you driving a Kenworth or a Peterbilt? Peterbilt. Do you tend to run light or empty quite a bit of the time? Yeah, I, no, I run, I, I run loaded most of the time, but I am light 
some of the time. I mean, you know, I, I am white quite a bit of time. The 25, 30%? I would say I'm uh, light probably uh, 40% of the time, yeah. Okay, all right. Here's what happens. Your Peterbilt truck will have a Dana front axle. Dana builds what's called a biased cambered axle. Now, camber is are the two front tires standing straight up and down, or are they leaning out at the top or in at the top? That's camber. Dana builds more positive camber in the left front wheel of their truck than the right front. Wait, 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 wait. You said that it has positive camber. Camber. Can you describe to us what positive camber is compared to negative camber? Yeah, the top of the tires leaning out is positive. Hmm. The top of the tire leaning in is negative. Uh, is there an easy way to remember that? Yeah, but not for on the air with public consumption. <laughs> no, we're not going to talk about that. No, no, <laughs> no. Okay, all, all right. right. So in the case, Dana builds the, the left front tire with more positive camber. They believe that by leaning the top of the tire out on the left front tire, it will help pull the truck up the crown of the road. Now, as you load the truck and the center of the axle gets pushed down, the left front tire gets more vertical. Okay? If you run light too much on a Dana axle, you will tend to wear the outside shoulder of the left front tire without any cupping or anything, just wear uniformly around it. Okay? Okay. If you run run fully loaded all the time, you don't have that problem. So there's not an under-inflation date just to... Just how they build a truck. Hello, folks. Can you hear me? I hope you can hear me because all I can do is listen. Um, All I can do is listen. They're hearing me, but I can't hear them. I can't answer any questions. Oh, pick one up. Pick, pick up the 509. Yeah, let's see what this is going on. Hello, 509? Can you hear me, 509? No, you can't hear me, 509, can you? Okay, click that. I can hear something in the background. Click that one off and click... 785. Hello, 785. Yeah, hello. Oh, hello there. Hello. This is Mike. Our phone system crashed, and now I'm trying to call in like everybody else instead of using my microphones. Isn't okay. that weird? What's your question? Well, I cut off my, I cut off, I have a T2000 Kenworth, and so I cut it off and put a 2013 Peterbilt differential in it and put the rear differential in the front and the problem I'm having is uh, super singles are cutting on the front of the tire you know sharp edge as it oh, goes around oh. okay so if you if you lay your hand on the drive tire and you slide your hand around the tire toward the front of the truck it feels smooth and when you slide your hand toward the back of the truck it feels very sharp Right. Right. Okay, what that is, that's engine torque. As the as the tire gets distorted, it gets pulled through the footprint, it distorts the rubber and creeps that heel and toe. Now, when you have two drive axles, all that distortion goes in through four different wheel positions, and so the heel and toe is not nearly as severe as when you've got all your horsepower going down through two tires. Does that make sense? Okay. Yeah. Okay. The only thing you can do to reduce that a little bit is to switch your two drive tires side to side so they run in the opposite direction for a while to flatten it back out. And then it'll heel and toe again, and then you have to flip them around again. But as long as you're only using one drive axle, you're going to have much more rapid wear, and you're going to have heel and toe wear that really is pronounced. So when you said side to side, uh, mm-hmm. Take the right side off, and uh, you'd want to run it the opposite way, wouldn't you? 
Yeah, you're going to run with the opposite way. Switch rims and all, side to side. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's right. Yeah. Okay. Now, now, now the next question. If you, no, wait a minute. If you had standard two drive axles, and let's say you were used to getting 300,000 miles out of those super singles, okay? When you go to a single drive axle, you're going to get half the mileage out of those drive types because they're doing yeah. all the pulling instead of just part of the pulling. Okay? Yeah, yeah. That's not okay. good news, but... Well, no, but the other thing is that that other axle, you still have the second axle back there, right? Yeah, but what I did, I put, uh, I was going to put one of them CFI axles back there, but uh-huh. when I went to put it back there, well, the uh, 2013 Peterbilt differential with the coil springs, which I thought that uh-huh. was a heavier deal, Uh Anyway, that other one wouldn't fit, so what I did was take the, uh, I put, I took like that uh, cap, I got a cap where you put oil in it like you do on a trailer, and uh, put it has a plug in the middle, so I put the plug in the middle and did it that way. Okay, but you have another axle back there, right? Right, it's a Peterbilt axle, and basically. And I now, 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 please, 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 wait, 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 wait. You have an axle back there, it has tires on it, but it doesn't have any gears in it, right? Right, or no axle. Okay, okay that axle will wear twice as long as the old drive tires did, okay? So your average mileage on all four used to be 300,000, your front axle is going to drop to 150, but the rear axle is going to go to 450. So your average on all four of those tires will stay about the same. Okay. Okay. Now, the one drive tire, the two front ones I had, I blowed one once, and so mm-hmm. I put a newer one on it. Well, that one mm-hmm. super single runs about 10 degrees hotter than the than all the others. What's the reason the for that? One? The taller one? Yeah, a little bit, just a little bit taller, not much. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's carrying more weight because it's a little bit taller. It's working a little differently. The tread is wiggling more than the others because the other ones are shorter and they don't have as much wiggle left in them. So the fact that it's running a little hotter is not a big surprise. Okay. Okay. Now, the next problem is is, uh, uh, the... I have the airbags lower, the lower riding level lower on this than I did the other truck. I mean, what it what it come with was real high, uh, but I'd be over thirteen six. Well, I don't quite with my uh, fifth wheel. In other words, I had to I had to bend the bar and make it lower so it wasn't as high. In other words, I the airbags are eight inches. Okay, Where I understand what like you're saying. Lavin. The only the only problem that might cause is the driveline angle may be wrong and you may be getting a vibration out of that. Yeah, I got a little, and I I lifted the I, the differential uh, was leaning down, so I I uh, took the front spacers out, and that, now I got that uh, about one degree with the uh, drive shaft, but then it changed the front of that, so I'll have to. Adjust that. Yeah, you're gonna, but yeah, I have a little vibration through, there. Yeah, you're going to have to go through and reprogram your drive axles, and that's out of my field. But changing the height of the airbag does change your drive line. Okay. But, but that won't hurt it. As won't far hurt as the ride and all. As far as the ride and all, I mean, this won't. Uh, it don't really matter if it's real high or real low. As far as the no, airbag. No, the alignment does. The alignment doesn't care about that, but the drive line angles do. Yeah. I had it okay. all. I had it all aligned in uh, uh, south of Dallas, Texas, at Sensormatic. You know, I had it all aligned there because right, that was right. the next place, and I yeah, they do a good job. That's, that's fine as far as the alignment goes, but it doesn't do anything about the drive line angles. Okay. Right. Okay. I Perfect. got all my answers answered. Thank you. Very good, buddy. You have a good day. Sure, glad they. Oh, we, that's all right. That's all right. It's all done. All right. Well, that was nice talking to that guy. And and this is really bootstrapped here. We've we've. I'm calling in on a cell phone, 
Kevin is handling the mic, but he can't talk because our mics are dead. And and he cut him right off. Okay, we're going to go to 201. 201 is um, not Jersey. This is Chris Christie calling in. Let's see what Jersey has to say. Hello there, uh, Chris. Yes, how's it going? It's Chris Christie. It goes well. It goes pretty well considering the problems we're in, but we're doing all right. <laughs> What's up? Uh, well, I got a question for you. I have a brand new trailer that's uh, maybe like fifty thousand miles on it already, uh-huh. and uh, on the driver's side rear axle inside tire, there's one spot in the tire. It looks like. It looks like uh, the, the like when you brake hard and then you get a flat spot. Yeah. Um, but I only have that on one tire. Um, one and, and then you have maybe that's something wrong with the. Yeah. Okay, so it's one tire out of a pair of tires and a dual wheel, and it's got a center right. flat spot. And um, yeah, it's like two inch two inch flat spot. Um, goes from the inside to like about three fourths of the tire end. Is it a diagonal or is it straight across? Uh, it's a little bit diagonal, yeah. A little bit. How wide is it? About the width of your hand? No, like two inches. Two inches? Yeah. Well, that's weird. That is kind of strange. One tire. Um, the thing that comes to my head immediately is I wonder if you parked in a little puddle of gas. You put a little gasoline on that tire, and it eats the rubber, and then you wind up with a cup there. Hmm. See what I mean? Usually it's a bigger spot than just two inches, though. Yeah. And I can see where it could happen to one tire and not the other, because this little puddle happens to be a little puddle you parked in. But starting from the inside out, there's no other cupping on the inside shoulder of that tire? No. What brand of a tire is it? Uh, it's a Michelin. Oh, well, there's your problem. (laughs) They never made a bad tire. Just ask them. (laughs) Um, If if you could take a picture of that and text it to me, I'd be interested to look at that, okay? Now, let me give you a phone number. Can you write a phone number down or you drive it? No, I'm I'm home. Uh, I have the truck in my yard. I'd have to do it tomorrow, but uh, yeah, go ahead. 515-491-1500. 515-491-5731. Just shoot me a picture of that tire and, and let me look at it, okay? All right, boss. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. You bet you, bud. Have a good day. You too. Okay, we can turn it off Chris Christie. Kevin is trying to keep up with me, and he has no idea what I'm doing. <laughs> Okay, there's another one done. We do have some more questions here. 509. He wasn't, we didn't have 509 before. No, it was 901. Oh, yeah. 509 is Washington. Okay, let's talk to Washington. Yeah, it is. So is Oregon. Let's see if it's the same guy. We were talking to a nice guy, and then we got cut off. Are you the nice guy I was talking to before I got cut off? No, I wasn't talking to you earlier, no. This is another guy. Okay, fine. That's great. Are you in the <laughs> fires up in Washington? Uh, actually, I am in Nevada at the moment. Uh, but your phone is is in 509. Is, is somebody up there looking at the fires, or do you live there anymore? Uh, that They're not that close where they are. Good. Glad so, to hear it. Yes, I'm Good. glad to hear it, too. <laughs> you betcha. So what's going on in Nevada? Uh, well, I just got a question about uh, total pressures on tires. Um, uh-huh. um, you know, I, I, I set my drives at right about 100, 105. Mm-hmm. Uh, I set my steers at about 110. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously, when you're going down the road, especially in the heat, they build up. It goes up, what, yes. What is the maximums that they can run as they expand like that? There is no published maximum pressure for a truck tire. Okay. So let's talk about what the ideal would be. Are you running a 14-ply steer tire? 
no, I'm running a 16 ply steer tire. Okay, so you've got what a 12,000 pound or a 13,000 pound front axle? Uh, I, I've got a uh, I've got a 12,000. Okay, good. All right, on a 12,000 pound front axle with the 16 ply tire, that tire can carry about 6,175 pounds if you start at 110 cold pressure. Okay. Okay. Now that's according to the tire load and inflation chart. The cold inflation is not the optimum operating pressure. Ideally, you combine four factors to decide what the pressure was going to wind up being in the tire. First, you take the load. Second, you take the cold inflation. Now, the cold inflation dictates how much the sidewall will bend. The lower the inflation, the more it bends. The more it bends, the more heat it generates, like bending a coat hanger. Okay? Okay. All right. The third factor is how fast you drive, and standard inflation charts are based on like 65 or 70 miles an hour, and that tells them how many times per minute the sidewall is going to flex, and that indicates how much heat's going to generate, okay? Okay. The fourth factor is the outside temperature, and the standard temperature range for a truck tire is between 40 and 60 degrees Fahrenheit. In that standard temperature range, the cooler going by the tire takes some of that heat off, so between the heat generated by the load, controlled by the inflation and the speed, and then cooled by the outside temperature, ideally the tire should gain 15% inflation. So the operating okay. pressure would be 125 to 130, somewhere in that range. Okay. All right. Now, that's what they're shooting for. How high have I heard it? Because now we have TPMS systems on trucks, and we're actually getting reports back on how high the pressures are going. The highest reported pressure I've got on a guy that started with that standard cold inflation, he was heading across West Texas. It was 115 degrees out. He was doing 85 miles an hour, and he had 181 PSI in his tires. Wow. He asked me okay. what to do, and I said, I said slow down. <laughs> <laughs> okay? Yep. All right, uh -huh. now let's talk about the effects of these different operational considerations. Let's say you drive 80 miles an hour instead of 70 miles an hour. What's going to happen to the temperature in your tire? It's going to go up. So what do you do to control the excessive heat buildup? Do you let some air out or add some air? Well, I, I, I normally just leave it be. I don't drive 80 miles an hour. But... But, but if you were going to run at 80 and you wanted to control the heat buildup, what would your instincts be? Take some air out or add some air? Uh, I would lower air uh, uh, at cool temperature before I started. The problem is that when you lower the air, you increase the bend in the sidewall, you generate even more heat. The correct procedure okay. is to add pressure if you're going to run faster. And you're also supposed to reduce the load on the tires because it can't carry 6,000 pounds anymore. It's going to generate too much heat, so you only want to carry 5,500 pounds on the tire and you want to be 5 or 10 pounds overinflated to control the heat buildup. Okay. Does that make sense? All right. Yeah. Let's go the other direction. Let's say it's zero outside. You're driving in Fargo by God, North Dakota. What's going to happen to temperature in your tire? It's going to be lower. And it's not going to get hot enough, and it's not going to get the operating pressure. So what do you think you should do with the pressure in a cold environment? Well, by the last theory, you, uh, it, you would think you would lower it, but I would say you would still raise it because exactly. you're not going to generate the heat. So you go up 5 or 10 pounds in a cold environment to get the pressure to the operating pressure. So whether okay. it's too hot out or too cold out, you want to add some more air. Okay. All right. If it was too fast driving, I already said you were supposed to add some more air, right? Correct. Now the guy's driving slow all the time. He's never going more than like 20 miles an hour. What's going to happen to the temperature in his tire? It's never going to build up very much. So what would you do to the pressure to get it to the operating pressure? Again, you would have to add pressure. Correct. Too fast add air, too slow add air, too hot add air, too cold add air. Do you know what the... I just told you that the standard inflation for your tires to carry 12,000 pounds is 110 PSI, which is what you're running. So you're running the Correct. minimum recommended inflation for that load. 
Do you know how much load your drive tires carry fully loaded? If you carried 34,000 on your drives or 34,000 on your trailer, how much weight is on each tire? Too much math, I'll tell you. 4,250 pounds of load. Your okay. steering tires are carrying 6,000 pounds. Your driving trailer is only carrying 4,000. Do you know what the manual says the recommended inflation for those driving trailer tires is? I, 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 I don't know. 70 pounds. Really? 70 pounds is the minimum pressure the tire engineers believe those tires need. Now, you and I both know that if you put 70 pounds in your driving trailer tires, they wouldn't work it, would they? Not so well. <laughs> right. And if 70 pounds, which is the engineer's recommended minimum for your driving trailers, if that doesn't work, the 110 they're telling us to put in the steer doesn't work real well either because that's only the minimum pressure. This is why okay. we recommend a little higher pressure than steers. You want to run your drives and trailers at 100, that's fine. They're already overinflated by 30 pounds per tire. Now I'd like you to add an extra 10 pounds in your steers and you get better steer, steer tire life. Okay. And that's my inflation story. That sounds like a heck of a deal to me. I appreciate <laughs> the input. Not a problem, buddy. You gave me a perfect opportunity to explain it to everybody. All right. Thank you so much. You have a great day. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay. That took care of Washington, who is in Nevada. Nevada. Um, which one? We got 563? Yeah, we have 563. 563. Where is that at? It's Iowa. We got an Iwegian. And I'm in Des Moines. Beautiful in Iowa right now. There's no fires and there's no rain. It's beautiful. Let's see what. Hello, Iowa. Hi, Mike. How are you? Are you there? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Are you in Iowa? I just went through Des Moines, actually. Yeah, I just went through Des Moines on my way back from Colorado. Well, there you go. What's up? I actually have two questions. Okay. I'm going to start with, I got a 2016 Western Star glider kit. It has the the Freightliner suspension, obviously, Detroit axles. Yep. Yep. Looking at it, I have the 9.5 axles, and I have super singles on it with two-inch offsets, and I've heard you say that's a bad idea. Yeah, it causes problems, yep. Okay, does it cause problems for the axle or just the tire itself? Both. The two-inch offset rim moves the weight from between the two bearings that are in that hub onto the outer bearing, which causes excessive heat buildup and damage to the bearing, and in some cases it damages the journal on the spindle that the bearing turns on. Okay? The second problem is by making the axle essentially four inches longer by putting the offset rims on it, you reduce the load capacity axle and you increase the flex that occurs in the axle when you hit bumps in the road. This stresses the axle and also damages the inside edge of the drive tire. Okay. What we recommend is that you run zero offset rims, but you don't have a zero offset. The other thing we can do is... (laughs) Oh, okay. If you can get them back, take them back. If you can't, you can flip that two-inch offset rim around so that the tire sets inboard a little bit instead of outboard. And you wind up going from a two-inch outset to a one-inch inset. It's much easier on the bearings and the axle and the tires. It looks okay. a little funky, but it works. The only thing you have to do is when you turn it around, you have to redirect the valve stem so it's sticking out the handhold so you can air up the tire. Correct. Okay. So my second question with that then is I actually think I'm just going to go ahead and go back to duels. I would. And I was wondering what what you thought, in your opinion, and maybe you can't tell me this, but what's the best drive tire to put on? I I pull uh, bulk liquid, and I'm loaded about 52% of the time. About 48% of my miles are empty. Okay. Here's the problem I've got with tires right now. People always ask me, who makes the best tire? And right now, Goodyear is a premium brand, and when they build a new tire, they take the molds that they use to build a tire, and they move the old molds down to their next brand, which is Dunlop, okay? Right. Bridgestone 
takes theirs and moves them down to Firestone. Michelin moves theirs down to BF Goodrich. Continental moves theirs down to General. Okay. Now, everybody is so enamored with low rolling resistance. And as you improve the rolling resistance characteristic of a tire, you reduce its durability. You subject it to all kinds of irregular wear problems. And in my opinion, the best tires right now are all in the second-tier brands for those primary companies. They're not quite as low rolling resistance, but they are better durable tires. Okay? So if I was looking, I'd be looking at a Dunlop, a General, a BF Goodrich, or a Firestone. Yeah, it's the best. In my view, from my point of view, it's the best bang for the buck. Okay. There's not any one that sticks out in your mind better than any of the rest. No, no, not yeah. in drive tires. Okay. And, All right. And not in drive That's... tires once you take the low rolling resistance of fuel economy question out of it. Now, you could look at the low rolling resistance charts and say, oh, this one is the best low rolling resistance tire out there. Yeah, but it wears like shit. So right. what's more important to you? Yeah, you like to find a happy medium. Yes, yes. And they're all in the second tier group right now. Okay. Okay? Sounds great. Thank you. You have a great day, buddy. All right. Okay. So we had Iowa. Yep. 5.30. 5.30. California. Yes. Yeah, you can't leave California once you're in it. Hello, California. <laughs> How you doing? Uh, actually, I'm, from Colorado currently, but uh, that is a California number, yes. It uh, is. Oh, actually, I have two questions for you. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, I do go home once every four or five months for a good week and a half. So, uh, hey, I've got two home? questions for you. Where is home? What, what part Sacramento. Of oh, Sac. Sacramento. Oh, yeah. Kevin, Kevin yeah, and I the Sacramento area goes starts just on the north side of it. Yeah. Oh, ah, yeah. okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, five three zero starts just on the north side of it and heads up to the Oregon border. And then it starts on the east side of town and goes clear to South Lake Tahoe. I so. got you. Okay, cool. Yes. So what's your question? Well, actually, I have two of them, and I'll, uh, I'll let you determine which order you want to do them in. One of them is about balance, and the other one is about um, – oh, geez, I just lost my train of thought with it. Well, okay, <laughs> I guess we'll do the balance one then. <laughs> okay, all right. And you'll remember idiot. the other one. That's all right. Yeah. Okay, so the balance question I've got for you, and this was a dispute that I heard at a truck stop counter. So, of course, I'm, I'm looking to your guys' guidance for this when it comes to which opinion in this matter is correct. Okay, all of them are wrong. All of them are wrong. Okay, great. <laughs> so I've got, in my steer tires, I've got that counteract beads deal uh, for balance. Yeah. Okay. Sure. As far as I understood it, that was fine. I could put those in there, and I should never have a problem with it. Now, the two theories that I got at this truck stop counter, one of them was in order to do it, you have to, in order to use those, you have to go through this big, long process of balance the wheel, then take the wheel off, then put the tire on, now balance it again, now, take it, now open it up, now put the beads in, and then bolt on some kind of a ring to the, to the wheel before anything will work right, otherwise you'll destroy your tires. Boy, does that sound like bullshit. Okay, that was what I thought, and that was okay. <laughs> okay, here's here's my view. Let me give you my view on that. Okay, are, okay. are you a John Wayne fan? Uh, you like to watch I've him in seen a few of his movies, stuff? but okay. not right. in a long time. <laughs> okay, the classic movie for John Wayne is is The Searchers. They're looking for this gal that got kidnapped out in the West, and he's a real tough guy and everything. And if you look at a picture of John Wayne, he's wearing a belt and a gun belt, and suspenders. Now, my question is, why wear a belt and suspenders? You really worried about your pants falling down? Okay? (laughs) Right. Balancing the tires and then putting another balance media in is like wearing a belt and suspenders. Got it. Okay. Okay. So it is completely unnecessary then. Yeah, do one or the other, but don't drive yourself nuts. Okay, yeah, because I didn't even know what that ring was that the guy was talking about. That part of it made up. Well, there's a hula hoop ring called Centromatic and Balance Master that have a ring that is that that fits 
onto the studs. It fits underneath the rim. And in this ring, there's a tube about the diameter of my thumb, and inside of it is a balancing material that does the same thing the beads do in the tire. Okay? Well, putting those two different type of balancers on the same vehicle will really screw you up because the two balance medias are fighting with each other. That makes sense. Yeah, so you you can buy the hula hoop rings if you want, you can put the media in the tire if you want, or you can put weights on the rim if you want. But but don't mix them up. Got it. Oh, okay, and I actually remembered the other question I had for you. Um, oh, you're and this comes to the thank you. Um, the and this this comes back to the dimensions on the side of the tire where it's imprinted on there. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. My, my my steers are the two ninety five, seventy five, whatever. My right. drives are the four fifty five fifty uh Correct. tires. And my trailer tires are two fifty five seventies. Now, right. as I understand it, that first number is the width of the tire. Yes. The last number is the radius of the wheel itself. The diameter. The center not the radius. Or diameter. Diameter, okay. sorry. And then yep. that center number is the height of the tire. As a percentage of the width. That's where I'm coming up goofy then. Okay. Because what I was looking to do is go on ahead and take and put the super wide tires on the back on my trailer. They're coming up due for replacement anyhow. But I went mm-hmm. ahead and I, actually, and I was looking it up and I'm going, okay, well, these are 70s. Since these are 50s, it should fit and maybe even be a little bit smaller. And then I was, mm. went and grabbed the measuring tape and I went, nope, these are six inches taller. What the devil is going on here? Right. So if it's 455, that means the the fattest part of the tire, not the tread, the fattest part of the casing is 455 millimeters wide. Okay. And then the 50 says it's 50% as tall as it was wide, 227 millimeters tall and 455 right. millimeters wide. Okay. Okay? And so the Even other one, the two, seven, the two... Late, Leave it to an engineer to put a labeling on you that you have to have a calculator to figure out. <laughs> right? Yeah. Okay. Okay, so then I need to find something. If I'm going to do that, then I'm going to need to find something down in the 30 range on the height in order to get it to fit in there, and I don't know that they build something that low. They don't build a wide base tire that low. They don't. Okay, so I'm yeah. stuck with duels back there. Why do you have such a short tire back there? Is it a... It's a low-profile step deck. Oh, low-profile step deck. Yep. You you can't put a wide base on there. Okay. Huh, interesting. And and, and thank you for that uh, that information on the inflation. Now I have to go on ahead and find your chart so I can go on ahead and do redo all of my tires. I run 115 on my steers. Uh, oh, actually, I run 115 all the way from front to back, but I'm mm-hmm. usually in the 11. Five eleven seven range up on my up on my steers, twenty seven mm-hmm. to twenty seven to thirty on my drives, and then I'm usually right at thirty seven thirty eight thousand pounds back on the trailers. It's a so you're spread, carrying you're carrying spread. the heaviest weight on the smallest tires. Yes, strangely yes. enough. Yes, and what does the pressure on the side of the tires recommend? I want to say it's one ten is what's recommended on there. It might be, but it might. I've seen some of those little tires that say 130 on them. So you need to look at what the tire says, and it'll, the tire is telling you if you want to carry this much weight, you have to have this much pressure. Okay? Okay. So that's giving you the, the commercial truck tires are required to be labeled with the maximum load they can carry and the appropriate pressure for that load. Figure okay. out how much weight can be on an axle, and then how much weight there's going to be on each tire. And then you can get yeah, a load inflation chart. 5,000 pounds per tire. 5,000 per tire. So look at the sidewall of that little tire, and if it says 5,000 pounds and it requires this much pressure, you better have that much pressure. Right. Okay. And, and because you have completely different tires on all different positions, you're going to wind up with three different recommended pressures. Right. And never run the minimum pressure. Truck tires don't like the minimum. They like extra. 
That covers your problems right. for excessive heat and excessive cold and this and that. So you always run around some extras. Okay. Now, when there's if there's some kind of a conflict then between that pressure, all my rims are all the uh, the Alcoa aluminums. Uh, okay. I'm pretty sure. Um, right. I think that's the name of the brand. Anyway, uh, I know on my steers it says maximum inflation on that is 120. How? So don't go over that. Okay, so that is something that's okay. That's a definite. That's a definite. That and is, that's cold that inflation. Is, okay. It says max inflation cold 120 on the rim or 130 or whatever the rim says. Right. Okay. So don't exceed that, but make sure. I, but do exceed the tire itself by a little bit if it, unless it contradicts. Exactly. Okay. Makes perfect sense. All right. Not a problem. Well, thank you, sir. I appreciate your time. Glad to have you as well. Okay. We're done with Cali. And we have two more questions. This, this, this is working. I, I don't know that I could have done this by myself, but this is working. We have a 385. There's a tire that size, 385 something. I don't have a 385. Where's 385? It must be Jamaica. Because I don't find 385 in this list anywhere. This is the mystery caller. All right, let's try the mystery call. Hello, mystery call. Hey, Mike. How you doing? I'm, I'm good. This 385 is a Utah cell phone. Utah cell phone. Awesome. A new one for yes. us. That's cool. We learned something. All right. Hey, I've been running super singles uh, uh-huh. with all my trucks, and I just bought yeah. this uh, Peter. I bought this Peterbilt about a year ago. It's high mileage, a million uh-huh. eight hundred thousand. Oh, it's broken. One of the first things, yeah. One of the first things I had to do was replace the left rear spindle because I did the bearing failure thing with the. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. And and, mm-hmm. and, the, and the axle the axle surgeon told me I'm not doing myself any justice by having those two inch offset wheels on there. He is correct. So. Yes. So I talked to Kevin Rutherford. Oh, it's been a month or so ago, and he advised mm-hmm. me to do the flip, the flip, mm-hmm. like you just told yep. this other guy a few callers ago. Mm-hmm. So I pulled into a tire shop, and we pulled them all off, flipped them around, and the valve stem hits the brake drum. Yeah, you got to put a ninety-degree angle on it and, and and get it over to there. Could they put a ninety-degree angle on it? No. I and I've gone to three tire shops, and I can't find. Nobody has anything different than the valve stem that's in the wheel. All it does is stick up straight, right? No, it's got a it, it. This valve stem's got a ninety degree bend on it, and we turn it oh, around so it's pointing. It's still hit, and it's still hitting your yep. drum. Yeah. Well, that's strange. Because I've and had the one guy says I can. They said it worked. Yeah, and hmm. the one guy the one guy told me I could put a thinner brake drum on it, but <laughs> I could probably buy four wheels with the zero offset as cheap as that. That's true. Oh, right. that's true. Yeah, your, your choices so what, are one that, or the other. Yeah, I didn't know but if there was I'm a special valve stem out there or what. Uh, no, the guys that I've talked to said they just went in and they had a, a valve stem put on it, and it went over there, and it did everything they wanted, and apparently they bought some sort of special valve stem. Nobody's told me about that. If somebody does know about what valve stem to use on that, if they will come on our Facebook page, and let us know or call us at the office or call in on this. We'll be glad to pass that information on. But it's the only cure right. I know of. All right. Good deal. That's all I had. Thanks. Thank you, bud. You have a good day. Yep. Yeah. Okay. That was our Utah cell phone caller, a mystery call. All right. We have got a 715. No, it's Wisconsin where I'm driving to tomorrow. I'm going to Medford, Wisconsin. Uh, yeah, he's there. Because Wisconsin's so beautiful this time of year. Push the yeah. button. Hello, Wisconsin. <laughs> hey, how you doing? Yeah, I live over by Medford. It's a good area, yeah. Do you? Yeah. Okay, say, well, I'll be up there. To, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, say, I got, my question, I'm, I got a couple questions. One is, uh, so I run super singles, and I'm thinking about uh, capping the tires. Yeah. Well, do you do you do you feel like the uh, I haven't run caps for years because uh, you know for whatever reason, 
But uh, I wouldn't run do you a think super that... single. I wouldn't run a super single recap on a bet. Oh, is that right? Everybody I talk to that is in the capping business says that they yep. experience capping failures on recaps on wide base in the forty to sixty percent range of failures. Oh no, kidding. Okay. Huh. And they don't yeah, fail a... the whole cap. They fail one shoulder. Part of the cap will come off, rips off, tears things up. And there's a lot of theories going around about what's causing it, but there is a high percentage of failure rate on caps on wide base. Oh, okay. Yeah, I just called my tire guy, uh, and he said, oh, everybody's having good luck with them. So, huh, hmm. I'll be darned. Um, mm. Okay, well, I just wanted your take on it or whatever. Um, say, now, I called you a while ago. I have a, I run a 53-foot flatbed spread axle, and I okay. run and super another singles. Reason not to put, that's another reason not to put super, uh, recaps on it. <laughs> because of the spread? Yes. <laughs> oh, okay, all right. Good. Well, I'm glad I called you then because I was going to take some down and <laughs> gap them up, but... Anyway, so, um, yeah, so I called you a while ago, and the shoulders on the the tires on that trailer, the mm-hmm. edge of the tire was was wearing out. Well, here I I got that two inch offset rim mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. on it. Okay, and and I was complaining about the trailer. If you look in the mirrors, and my brother followed me, and it looked like it was dog tracking to the ditch. Mm-hmm. And you were just telling me that because of the 102 trailer and the you know all that stuff. Right. But um, anyways, I didn't realize it at the time. But uh, you know, I keep track of all my tires and how many miles I'm getting out of them. Shit, I've only I'm only getting fifty thousand miles out of these uh, uh, super singles back there. Now, yeah. could it be because of that two inch offset deal? I mean, would that well, wear them out faster too, or not? Are they wearing out on the inside edge close to the frame? Yes. Okay, that's axle flex or loose wheel bearings. Those two things that cause that, okay? And the yep. two-inch and offset I, rim, I, the two-inch offset rim encourages axle flex. Oh, okay, yeah, because I raised the axle and uh, did, you know, I put the bar, pushed on the top of the tire or whatever. And tried and it was to, nothing. And there was Nothing there, Metrics. no. Um, Do you have a Hendrickson suspension? Yes. <laughs> Is it a six-inch diameter axle? I, I don't know that. that right? yeah. Okay. Yeah, I don't know What that. Hendrickson did a bunch of years ago is they improved their suspension and made it lighter so the trailer could carry more weight. And they went yeah. from a five-inch diameter axle, which had a real thick wall, it was a heavy piece of pipe, they went to a six-inch diameter axle, but they made the wall thin so it was lighter. Well, the six-inch axle tube, when you go down the road and hit bumps, flexes. The top of the tire comes in, the bottom goes out, and then it flexes back in, and it chops the inside edge off the inside tires. Oh. So if you have the lightweight axle and the two-inch offset rims, you have the worst of both worlds. Yeah. Okay? I'd be willing. Now, what I mean, can you a... do about that? Yeah. Is this a trailer you plan on keeping? Well, I wanted to, but with it, okay. I'm no, thinking no, about no, getting no, rid of it. No, 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 wait a minute, wait a minute. If you yep. get some one and a half inch angle iron, about eight yep. inch thick, yep. and on the top of the axle, from the backing plate of the brake on one side of the axle to the backing plate on the other side of the axle, you put this inch and a half angle iron on top of the axle. You have two short pieces outboard of the suspension, one long piece in between, and tack weld that on with some good welds. It will stiffen the axle up and stop the flexing. Okay. Oh, really? Yes. Yep. Then the second thing you want to do is you want to either flip those rims around, if you could find the right valve stem like this last guy said he couldn't find, or right. go to zero offset rims. And you okay. can continue to run those wide base tires if that's what you want. And you should be able to uh, get those tires. Those tires should be running somewhere between 150 and 200,000 miles. Yeah, yeah, way more than. Correct. Yeah. Okay, so what what is it? Just a 
a, like an eighth inch or a quarter inch angle iron? Or, eighth inch, or just... eighth inch thick, inch and a half sides. Inch and a half. Okay. okay. And run from the the where the brake bracket Backing is. plate is. Hooked. Yep. Okay. You all the way. Set it on top of there all and have a, a guy that really knows how to weld, tack weld that thing on there. Okay. All the way across. All the way across. Okay. And do it on both axes. Okay. I will definitely do do that and well I'll try to change the tires around. I don't I don't know if well, I'll give it a try. I don't know if <laughs> well, you do the axle a, do the axle thing first and, yep. and then see. Okay? Yeah. Yeah, I definitely will. Shoot. I appreciate that. So Not a problem. All right. So, sounds good, Mike. Yep. Have a good Have a day. Have a good day. Bye bye. Yep, bye. Okay, that took care of the cheese head. The cheese head. One more question. It's a 607 area code. It's a New Yorker. Yes, they do. Click the button. Oh, New Yorker. Good morning. Oh, wait a minute. It's afternoon, isn't it? Oh, well, no, it it's evening. It's, it's over the yard arm someplace. Give me a shot of whiskey. Hey, it's 5 o'clock somewhere. There you go. I have a tire question tonight. Okay. I have a left front steer, the second yeah. rib end. Yeah, what inflation are you running? 110. And what does the sidewall of the tire say? Uh, minimum 110. <laughs> You're running the minimum but pressure. You need to run 120. 120. Yep. Yeah, because that's the only that's the only rib that gets a river wear on it. Yep. Yep. Need 120. Those tires need more air. These are the new low rolling resistance tires. The tires you ran in the 90s, you could run 100 pounds if they didn't care. But today, right. with the low rolling tire. If you don't run 10 pounds over what the sidewall says on your steers, you wind up with center rib work. Gotcha. All right. That's what it is then. So I just need okay. to increase it by another 10 pounds, and it should work itself out. Well, no. If it started, you can see if the tires are already screwed. Right. <laughs> yeah, right. That's a common rule, isn't it? <laughs> and it's the truth. It's the way it works. And there's a mechanical right. reason for it. You got to prevent patterns in tires because you can't correct them once they start. Right, and that's not really bad yet. But I've I, about every tire I've had on there, no matter what brand I've put on there, right mm -hmm. around the sixty thousand mile mark, yep. you start noticing yep. it. Yep. So. Yep. Okay. All right. I appreciate it. Thank you, guys. Have a good night. You, bet you, bud. you do the Thanks. same. Thanks. Bye. Okay, we had another question. But they disappeared, so I guess we don't need to worry about them, do we? We're done. We're done. Folks, it's been a pleasure. I'm sorry we got screwed up on the beginning of this, but the network connection for the host failed. So we wound up doing it with my cell phone. I hope you all hear me well enough. And in the meantime, we will be back next Sunday night to try and do this again. Good night. <laughs>